Whistle Way Podcast. I am your host, Brian Kochi, Director of Marketing here at Whistle Realty Group in San Diego. And today I'm joined by my special co-host, Janice Lovendahl. Hello, Janice. Hey. Janice, why don't you tell the people listening to the Whistle Way Podcast a little bit about yourself? You know, um, my name is, of course, it's Janice Lovendahl, and I'm with Whistle Realty. I'm actually a team leader up in the Temecula, North County area, and absolutely love it. We just started it. I've been with Whistle probably about a year now, mm-hmm. and um, we're building a team out there that's just going to be really dynamic. You're going to, yeah. What's What's really fun is we've been looking at building a team out in Temecula for a little while there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's we never found kind of the right spot until we found Janice and we said, Hey, this is our, this is our person. She's going to take it on. And, uh, she's been phenomenal at leading the team there, being an advocate for her team, uh, hitting me up often and saying, how about do this now? Like, okay, I'll put it on the list. So we keep doing new things. She comes up with great ideas, um, that I just feel guilty that it sometimes takes me longer or my team, I'll take the blame, uh, longer to execute than I want to sometimes. So I love um, brainstorming with you. Though. Yes, we yeah. always have fun fun talks. So today, Janice is going to kind of walk us through one thing that you'll notice right away is, Janice, you have a, a explosive personality, a, a dynamic personality. It's hard to to meet you and be mad at you. Even, even Heather came and she said she's mad at you, but she had a big smile on her I face. Know. It's hard to stay <laughs> mad at you. Um, we're going to talk about kind of your process to bringing buyers specifically from contact to contract. And we're going to cover that in as much depth as possible. By the way, uh, I thought it was a great thing that I came up with off the top of my head. I know. It sounds really cool. It sounded really good. I Googled yeah. it. It is a book. Let me see who it's by. Oh, I lost it already. It's a book by someone I found on Amazon. So kudos to them for the name. I didn't come up with it, but oh. I thought it was super clever. Before, yeah, because it sounds really great. It does. It's got a ring to it. It does. Yeah. They probably trademarked it, so I'll give them kudos <laughs> if I can figure out who they are. I'll find it later. So before we get into that, I want to make sure that if you are enjoying this podcast, we haven't done anything yet, but if you have listened to previous episodes or as you listen through this and you're enjoying it, please like, subscribe, share. Um, that helps us get our message out to more people, encourage us to keep doing this, to keep providing value to you and your friends. Um, you can go to thewhistleway.com. This, we have a ton of content there. We have everything from our Facebook group, a link to our Facebook group, a link to our YouTube channel, a link to our podcast, a link to our referral network, a link to learn more about our video course where Kyle and I break down step-by-step exactly what we do um, utilizing video in our business every day. We have an eight-person media team And so we do a lot of video and we tell you exactly what we do, how we do it, why we do it. So all that information is there on thewhistleway.com. Whistle is spelled W-H-I-S-S-E-L. I think that covers that. That covers all the the doohickeys. I don't know what that is. Um, All right, Janice, let's get into it. So you get a lead. That's for sure. You get a buyer lead. Um, How do you start the conversation? You know, uh, buyer leads are interesting because it definitely it always depends on where they're coming from and what stage they're actually in. So you're going to have a, a lead that's possibly just in that beginning stage and they're just kind of just looking, looking around, getting on the internet and so on and so forth. And then you can have someone that's kind of in that research stage and they're researching now. They're getting ready, but mm-hmm. they're not quite ready. And then you have that buyer that's absolutely ready to go right now. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's the buyer 
we're going to probably talk about today. I'm yeah, sure. let's do that. I, th- I think yeah. that's a whole other podcast of bringing people <laughs> down the funnel that's, or, or maybe like nine courses of doing yes. that. So yeah, let's talk about, let, let's, let's assume we had the buyer. They've been in our database. We've been nurturing. We've been inviting them to client events. We've been um, hitting them with remarketing. They've been seeing our videos. They've been getting property alerts from YLOPO. They're getting all that stuff. You've been following up religiously. And then they say, you know what, Janice, I'm ready to meet. Mm-hmm. I want to meet because now we're past that stage of, of research. We want to start buying. Yes. Talk about how do you prep for the first appointment? You know, um, working with the buyers is just so much fun. I love it in the first place, working with buyers is because um, they're excited. And of course, we're shopping. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys are listening to the podcast and not watching it on video, Janice is very well decked out in a beautiful dress. Um, so I can tell she loves to shop and she's does, does well with it. So I appreciate that. <laughs> so we love being able to shop, but the buyers are there. Sometimes they're, they're nervous. They're scared. They're not sure of everything. And that's why, you know, you, we're the experts and we want to reach out to them so that they can feel comfortable. I usually like to get that a first appointment. And before we even go out and look at homes and things like that, I would like to sit down and meet with them first. And I have found that using that technique is, pretty much gives you almost a 95% chance that buyer's definitely going to be working with you at that point. And it's because you're sitting down with them and you're being that expert and you're consulting them and helping them figure out what exactly they want to do. I'll sit down with them. I have a list of things that I'm going to actually talk to them about. And I'm going to talk to them about the market. I'm going to explain to them what's happening in the market right now. We're going to put together strategies as far as how we're going to actually put in offers and how we're going to go about it. We'll also talk about their finances if that's what they're going to do. Typically, I'll usually end up saying something like, you know, are we going to be paying cash for this today or what have you? Typically, I usually try and get that out of the way on the phone call prior to that meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that way they can have time to be able to start working with the lender and getting their finances in order. But no matter what, I want to meet with them first and I'm going to meet with them at my office. Okay. That way it sets the stage. It sets the stage. This is a professional transaction that's going to take place and they know that they're working with a professional. What if they say, you say, you call them, you say, oh, I'd love to meet with you in my office. And they say, no, I just want to meet you at 123 Main Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would definitely still try to get them to meet at the office. And I would tell them that, Mm -hmm. you know, I would love to meet you at the property, but there are some things that I would like to go over with you first. I have a nice package that I would like to present to you, and we're going to go over all the homes that we're going to view on that day, and we're going to go offer over the strategies of how to put in winning offers for you and letting you know what's happening in the market. Perfect. Yeah. And so typically they will. They'll meet you there. We'll just have to meet a little bit earlier. I tend to take about 30 minutes or so to do that consultation. But at that time, you're building some rapport with them as well. They're getting a little bit more comfortable with you. You're finding out things that they actually really do need. Because at that consultation, that's when you want to kind of like narrow it down. What are the things that you must have in a home? And what are some things that you can really do without? Okay. So do you break it down like that? I've heard some people draw a line down yep. they say what are our must-haves and what are our wants mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that it hits all the must-haves and and that's probably a good time where you set expectations with them right mm-hmm. if, if their must-haves list is is 100 things long and uh <laughs> they're, they're like no there's nothing everything has to stay on the must-haves list 
that's when you can really help set expectations, right? Yes, yes. And then we'll kind of, because then we'll start looking at some homes online. I'll have my laptop there. We're able to, to view some of the homes that they're, they're thinking about viewing that day. And you can say, okay, I know, is this really a must have? Let's really think about this. Do you must, must have the pool? Or could you actually maybe have a prop, purchase a property that's large enough to install a pool in later? And sometimes that helps them get past that so that you're not only limiting yourself to only pool homes. I love that you do that at the first meeting mm -hmm. before you go see homes. So that way, because I think a lot of people narrow that down after two or three or four weeks or months. Mm -hmm. And then you have that conversation of, do you really have to have this? Well, they've gotten their heart broken for the last however long. So setting that those expectations up front, I really like. Yeah. What other things do you do in that first meeting? So at that first meeting, it is just basically, I really put on a show. So Ooh, tell me more. Uh, yeah. So, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a little too relaxed mm -hmm. in this place. Okay. I, I made you too comfortable. <laughs> you made me too comfortable. <laughs> but to tell you the truth, I really put on the show. So if I'm going to set up a buyer's consultation, I have waters, I have food, I have their packets put together. It is, it is showtime. So you have to put on a show because you are still an interview. You're being interviewed mm -hmm. at that time. So I want to make sure they understand that I'm going to take really good care of them. And I'm starting right here from just the buyer consultation. So I'll start off with all of those goodies in front and um, I'll have things already well organized out as far as our properties that we're going to see. And typically on that first showing, you're not going to want to, it's probably... You're not going to be showing them everything that they need, but going out and looking at different homes, you'll be able to find out better what their needs are. So when you're out there, you say, how's this kitchen? Is this kitchen large enough? You know, um, how's the yard? Is that a large enough yard for you for what you want to do? So that you as the realtor can get a better idea of what your client is needing so that you'll be able to find it. You may be able to find something that may not even be in the MLS at that time because it's something that you already know that someone other agent has said, yeah, I'm getting ready to list a house and it's got this, 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 and this. And then boom, you already know. So you got the first appointment, you sit down with them, you've got your buyer packet. Um, hopefully you're using the whistle buyer grab and go packet. Absolutely. Oh, good. Uh, that was risky. You're like, nah, he's my own. I hate it. Um, <laughs> so we've, we've designed a, a packet for our agents that includes things that tell about some of our unique selling propositions, um, a sample, uh, offer contract, mm -hmm. um, information about interest rates, information about, um, the, the home, process. the home buying guide, the, mm -hmm. the buying process. So we include all of that and then you just add a few more things. So you meet with them, you feed them, you drink them. That's not a real thing. Oh boy. You drink them? That's not a thing. Um, then uh, you go out and you do a showing. Do you typically see more than one property on that first showing? I will. I will at least schedule at least between three and four properties. Okay. And that's usually it. Okay. Because I'm going to tell you, once you get past that fourth property, they can't remember one from the other. <laughs> and is that typical, no matter if it's your first showing, or just, mm -hmm. every time you show up, three or four kind of max? Yes. Cool. Yes. Yeah. You don't want to send um, 10 properties. That's 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 kind of crazy. They're going to start mixing up one from the other and they all start to blend together. It's just not a good way to 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 uh, take your buyer out and, and you know, show them the perfect house. Yeah, so. absolutely. I love that um, because I think 
I was talking to someone, and they're like, oh, so-and-so showed this person 18 properties. Oh, I hope not in a single week. It's just, yeah, you're just overwhelming people with that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you show them three or four. When do you discuss each property? Do you discuss it at the property, at the next property? When do you talk about, you know, is it, do you end back at the office? How do you kind of get their vibe on each property? Yeah, and that's a really great question because some agents, they'll do it different ways. I like to invite the client in. I'll go in. I'll start turning on all the lights, getting the home ready for them. If it has not already been staged by the seller, then I'll go in to make sure it's nice and bright and airy when they get in and they walk through the home. Uh, And what I typically do is once we're done showing the property, we'll all go outside and I'll say, okay, before we go to the next property, tell me on this one, can you rate this one one, two, three stars? Oh, one, two, three stars. Interesting. I know. It's a crazy thing. No, I like it. (laughs) I like it. Do we love it or do we hate it? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Are we going to offer or are we not? Right. Is this a three star or is it a one star or a two star, you know, or is it a zero star, you know? And sometimes I've gotten that was like, that is a no. I said, well, thanks for entertaining the seller and not embarrassing them about their home, but thank you so much. But yes, so I do, uh, we'll rate it one, two, three stars, and then that helps them keep in their mind as far as which one was the best. I also, inside of their packet, they're gonna have the homes as well. So they're able to write notes on it and what they liked about it, what they didn't like, so on and so forth. And at the same time, I have my sheet and I'm writing Mm -hmm. all my notes in regards to property as well. And so by the time we get done to to the next one, we'll do the same thing. And then next you know, they'll start comparing each to the other. Mm -hmm. And then you finally get to, okay, that one's a three, this one's a three, this is a one. And yeah, that, that that helps really narrow it down. So it's not too on a scale of one to ten thousand. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> um, one thing that I've heard over and over, especially as things get this really happened, I feel like kind of turned the corner when COVID started happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but being very cautious about where exactly you discuss the home, the things you like, the things you don't, the the fact that you can't afford it or it's under your budget or it's over like. You got to be really careful about where you discuss that, so you're not talking about that on the front porch in front of their ring doorbell yes. as the seller unmutes. <laughs> you can't afford my house. Shoot, <laughs> that custom fireplace is wonderfully beautiful. I love the the clay tiles and the yellow paint. Uh huh. Yes, yes, that is so true. You do, have, and that's why I try to do it outside of the house when we're going to discuss things about the property. Because yes, everyone seems to have cameras and doorbell mm-hmm. ring doorbells yep. and and everything. So all right, so you've you met them, you've taken them on a showing, three or four per showing. When do you say okay? That's a, like how do you get them? Because sometimes if you're not careful, um, you can go on. You could be a professional house shower and never write an offer. How do you get encourage them to write an offer on a house that they should? Now, I'm not saying how do you manipulate people to buy a house that they don't want. No, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> but there are times where people, I, I'm talking to people about the course we sell and I talk to them every three months and they're still looking. And When I know that this is the right thing for them, but they just can't pull the trigger. How do you kind of help encourage that? Well, you know, I think... And you know what, that's a really good question because actually there are some buyers that are like that. They, they just can't make that decision. And actually you can kind of tell whether or not they're looking for you to kind of just say, yeah, I think this is the best one for you. Mm-hmm. So you'll, after a while working with buyers and things like that, you'll be able to fill out certain things about different people. 
And there are certain buyers where you're going to probably, they're going to be the ones that you don't push mm -hmm. and you let them take it home and think about it. Mm -hmm. And then you have the ones where they're just wanting you to just say, okay, which, should we write an offer? And you're going to be like, yeah, I think we should write an offer. And typically in my packet, when I take buyers out, I already have each property comped out. So you'll kind of know what the values are already. So, you know, there's no hesitation as far as if you got a buyer that's ready to buy. Everything's there for them to make a decision. So now, okay, they decided this is the house I'm going to write an offer on. I want, we've got a couple minutes left. I want to give you, I want you to give us your three best your three secret weapons. What are the three things you put in an offer that you go, th these are going to make our offer stand out above and beyond? What are the three things? <laughs> I, I didn't prep Janice about this first. <laughs> and, and I don't know if she wants to share, but I'm going to make no, her share anyway. No, you know, and I doubt it if I'm the only one that does it. But, <laughs> you know, the things that, well, there's a, you definitely want to cut down um, on close of escrow time. Okay. Number one, though, is I make sure I talk to the listing agent first before mm. I write the offer. And how do you talk to them? Do you text them? Do you call them? Do you email them? Do you snail mail them? Do you? I always call. Okay. I want to talk to them on the phone. Mm -hmm. I don't want a text message. I don't want an email. I need to talk to them on the phone because that is how you really find out what the seller is looking for and how you can structure your offer. Okay. So the biggest thing, and I know a lot of agents, they'll just text, text, and I was like, no, that's not the way to do it. Now, mind you, I know in certain markets, some agents, they're not going to call you back or they're not going to pick up the phone. So what do you do? And I'm going to tell you it works, is you take up your phone and you take make a video and you video text them. Mm. I, lo I love it video. Works. Imagine that. It works. I'm going to tell you. And a lot of agents don't do that. So you're going to be very unique. And so you're going to stand out. I can tell you um, the amount of video texts that I've received outside of this. Kyle sends me video stuff every once in a while. Um, I've received one in my entire life from event from someone I'm working with. It, it, was, it was actually another real estate agent. Um, and he was doing a... The BPO on my house, broker price opinion, because mm -hmm. um, we were getting rid of PMI. And he did a video text and he said, this is who I am. This is what time I'll be there. I'm like, look, I know we teach this and I know I do this and I know Kyle does this, but this makes an impact. Like by the time he got there, I was like, this guy's my team. Like we're on the same team. I already knew him. I already liked him. And so we've talked about that. We always talk about that, doing that with consumers when you're trying to connect or when you're trying to confirm an appointment, but doing it with another agent again, it's so few. I, I, for if you're listening right now, think of how many video texts you've received from other agents. And it's hard to say exactly how it would feel because you don't know how you'd feel until you get it. But I guarantee you get it. It's going to make a positive impact on how you feel about that person. Mm -hmm. it, it's, and so if you're in a market where it's super competitive and you're, you're fighting and they feel like they can connect with you and work with you and you're going to be professional and easy to work with and and a personable person versus the the asshole that says you should already know what this means right we've all we've all worked with those guys too right and gals um showing that you're a real person that you're easy to work with fantastic so you call them and or you send them a video text mm -hmm. if you can't get in touch with them on the phone and on your phone call you ask them what's important for the seller right what 
right? Because they might want a short escrow, they might want a long escrow, and that's important to know. If you're like, we'll do an 11 day escrow, and they're like, they want to be here for three months to watch their kid graduate. Right. You're like, oh, we're on the bottom of the pile now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are two. Give me your third. What's your third secret weapon? And again, someone else can do it, but what's what's your like, oh, let's pull this out of the hat. Let's, let's do this. Oh, let's see. Um, would be probably the other thing that I find that works well is I always have, if my client is actually being financed, they're financing, then I will always have the lender also contact the listing agent. Mm, nice. Mm-hmm. Very so good. they will put in a good word and can answer any of the questions the, the listing agent may have in regards to their financing and their qualifications and things like that. So I tend to, to do that as well. Yeah, if there's, if there's something a listing agent loves is when their buyers fall out because they weren't qualified correctly. So if you have your lender contact them and say, hey, no, they're good. They're they're pre-qualified. We ran them through underwriting already. Like, let's go. Right, right. They, they know, cool, that's already going to be a potential hurdle that we've skipped entirely. Right, exactly. And it's not you. It's actually that lender. So yeah. they trust that a little bit more. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So you met with them. You've taken them on showings. You've talked about the houses. You've written an offer. You've contacted a listing agent. I mean, we're in contract. I am. That's what we, we, we did it. We did it. We're in contract. We went from contact to contract. <laughs> I'm going to find the book. I'm, maybe that should be my widget. Um, That's uh, right. We took them out showing. Um, what did we do? Call the listing agent. The Diana Boer. Diana Boer. I don't know. B-O-O-H-E-R. B-O-O-H-E-R. I don't know if it's a good book or not. It's got five star review with four... St- or reviews. So, I mean, four people at least liked it enough to leave a review. Ooh. So, Ooh. anyways. Is that on Amazon? It's on Amazon. Hmm. I don't know if it's good or not. I didn't, I didn't buy it. <laughs> anyway, so thank you guys so much for watching, for listening to our show. Before we get into our Whistle Widget of the Way, I'm going to shamelessly beg you to please, please, please write a review um, on your favorite podcast network. Uh, leave a comment on YouTube. Or share this with someone, a friend that's, that's getting into the business or, or start or wants to get into the business, an agent that's struggling with and that you know they're working with buyers. Uh, maybe you share this with your team leader and say, hey, these are some things we should talk about at our next team meeting. Um, share it with someone that you think would get value out of it so that way you can help grow our industry better. Um, I don't know if Gary Vee created this quote, but he says, there's two ways you can be the biggest building in, in the city. One is you can tear down every other building, and that way you're the one less left, left standing. You're the tallest building. Two is you just build the biggest fucking building. <laughs> and so by watching this, by doing this, by implementing, you're going to be building your bu- building tire higher. There's no reason that buildings up around you can't go higher as well. So that's a pretty good shameless plug. Uh, Whistleway.com. you can get more information about uh, all the stuff we do that we pour out to you to help build our community a little bit taller as we go. That I tied that in. I liked it. I like that. Tom's not impressed, but that's fine. (laughs) All right. So for our whistle widget of the week, this is something that we use in our life that saves us time, makes us money, uh, makes us have more fun, or just improves our life in some way. I'll go first. Uh, Janice already shared with me hers. Hers is great. Mine is dumb, but I absolutely love it. Um, This is a a device I got for my home. at, I've got two little kids at home, and we're constantly using the hose for different things. Watering the lawn, um, doing the garden, uh, spraying the kids sometimes, you know, with the, the squirt part, 
uh, blowing up pools, using the splash. We're using it for a bunch of different things. And we got a kind of a cheap hose. And so when we when I take off the sprayer, I've got to use pliers because it doesn't work anymore. Uh. So I got this little um, little device where it'll allow me, for those of you on YouTube, it looks like this. It allows you to plug one part onto your hose and the other part onto your different devices. So we have one on our splash pad. We have one on our little water gun thing. And so all you got to do, it's a really, it's a quick connect. So you could just disconnect it there, connect it into the other thing. This is a four pack for mm, 15 bucks. It's called uh, the three quarter inch garden hose fitting quick connector, male and female set of four by Twinkle Star Store, which is cute. But I use it. I love it. Again, it's a dumb widget. No, but if, it's a good if widget. you're constantly switching off different attachments for your mm-hmm. hose, this is this saves us literally like ten minutes every time we do it because I have to go inside, get the pliers, and it's a pain in the butt. That's my widget. And it doesn't leak, right? No, it doesn't. It's great. Yeah, it's it's awesome. really good. So. Janice, now share with us your good widget that people may actually use. (laughs) I don't know. I think that's pretty good. I'm telling you. I think that's pretty good. Well, my widget for today will be the Cerberus app. Yeah. Yes. So that app we, my husband found for me because of the simple fact that Janice still gets lost with having GPS. <laughs> yes. Tom raised his hand. I, we, we just talked about, oh. I was waving goodbye. Oh, oh he was waving yeah, goodbye. Yeah. We were talking about how we have bad sense of direction too, so that's fair. Oh my goodness. So my sense of direction is pretty bad and I get turned around quick, but then I'm one of those that go into a panic if I'm lost and I don't know where I am. I'm in unfamiliar territory. So my husband found this app and he's it's on my phone and then it's on his phone and he can dial into it on his computer, see exactly where I am, and he can guide me to safety. <laughs> I love it. I we use uh my the find my phone app for that with my wife and I. Cause sometimes I'll go. All right, it's time to start dinner. Was she leaving? Oh, she's on her way home. I can start dinner. So that works perfect too. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Denise, for being on the show. For those of you that are watching, we will see you next week. Thanks so much.